your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. Good morning, Noreen. Good morning. And today we have the pleasure of re-interviewing Melissa Pohl. Melissa is a visual artist, a filmmaker, a director and co-founder of the Three Fires International Film Festival, Festival, which is coming to Huntsville July 27th to July 30th. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Yes, (laughs) yes. So tell us about the Three Fires International Film Festival. The last time we spoke with you, you had about 80 submissions, but I understand you have more now. Yeah, so we got got over 150 submissions, and uh, we had over 20 countries. um, And so we ended our final selection with 68 films. And uh, yeah, it was... That must have been hard, difficult to choose. Yeah, so uh, I I ended up having to watch all the films myself. So uh. <laughs> well, and you live to talk about it. Good for you. Well, you can say that you know intimately each one of them. Oh yeah, that for is sure. now chosen, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Was it difficult to choose? Um, well, I have a team as well, so I had to run by like all the films that I thought, oh, maybe these ones would be good um, for the final selection. And um, so I had a couple of girls uh, who, who work with me on the project help me select those. And um, we wanted to make sure that we had a great uh, representation of, um, you know, filmmakers from all over the world, but also um, ones from here in Canada and the Indigenous folks as well. What is the percentage uh, of Indigenous and versus? Um, so we had about 60, so the final selection ended up with about 60% um, Indigenous content. Okay. Which That's is, right, in keeping, with, in keeping with your intent, your mission, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, we ended up uh, partnering with the National Film Board, who also has some Indigenous content um, that they provided us with. So that was really great. Um, so we also have TIFF in there. Yeah, exactly. We have, uh, so, we, uh, so I ended up partnering with Toronto International uh, Film Festival Circuit. And so they gave me a whole catalog to choose from. So we ended up choosing uh, two features. Mm. Uh, One is uh, Something You Said Last Night, um, which has the Canadian director. Um, And so that was her debut um, feature film, Louis uh, Philippis. And we also have Bones of Crows. Which um, I've heard of, and I think I've even seen advertised. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, both both are, like, internationally recognized. They've gained, like, national distribution. Um, and they're also being uh, screened um, in the Cineplex cinemas. So um, it's really great that we've had those kind of come on to be part of our official program. And Toronto National Film Festival has been so supportive. They're bringing up the entire uh, cast of something you said last night, and they look forward to um, growing that relationship with us in the future to bring the talent to Muskoka for folks to be part of the filmmaker talks and get to know the directors of these Canadian films and the amazing talent we have here. How did it come to be the Three Fires International Film Festival? Um, well, uh, 
was you. It was part of your PhD? Yeah, exactly. So I took film production um, back at Ryerson, now Toronto Metropolitan University. And uh, I I loved film. I wanted to be in the film industry. And um, But up in Muskoka, we don't really have kind of like a space for, for talent to come together. Um, and so I wanted to create that space. Uh, so I ended up doing that as my final PhD project is, well, I have like a history of curation in Ottawa, but I wanted to bring that curation to Muskoka as well. And so that's when I decided, um, well, as a filmmaker, I wanted to create kind of like a film festival circuit up here so that we can be part of the circuit. In order to have that as your PhD project, you had to have approvals, right? You had to run it by advisors? Yeah, well, I have a committee. Um, Are they coming? <laughs> uh, well, my actually, uh, Dr. Laura Hall, she uh, she has like a couple twins. So uh, and they're like young little twins. So she's trying to juggle that and coming up here. I hope she can make it. Can but- you bring the twins? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I hope she can make it. Um, But she's also like full-time professor too. So she has lots on the go and her own projects. uh, She is, she's like directing a new film now. And like, and it's the same with my whole committee. Um, They're all like in the film industry and stuff too. So they're all very, very busy. But back to you, you're so accomplished for someone your age. I'm just so impressed reading all of your, your history. It's, I say short because you are young. Um, it really, it's impressive. Thank you so much. <laughs> so whether or not they come, I'm sure they're going to know that this was uh, uh, quite an undertaking. Have you got a lot of things that you still have to do or is everything, would you feel, do you feel is in place? Um, well, I feel like a lot's in place. Um, I guess it's just the weather that I'm a little, mm. like, I'm just like really hoping about the weather. We do have a rain plan for Trinity Church. So in case, oh, you know, we have severe weather and, mm-hmm. you know, it gets shut down in River Mill Park, at least. We and you've like got the Algonquin Theater for some of your Yeah, yeah, production. yeah, for the Saturday. So, yeah. um, um, so you have a 45 foot? Tent? Yeah, 45-foot tent by Muskoka Event Services, and it's going to be air-conditioned, and we're going to have pretty lights. It holds 100 and, seats? Yeah, 100 seats. That's pretty impressive for River Mill Park. Yeah, so... So it's divided into um, a good program. The program is uh, extensive, so how do you uh, advise people to look at the program and think about attending well, we have the, so we do have like the, uh, the small program pamphlets available at Algonquin Theater and the little rack card, little racks that you see when you walk in. We have them at Beaver Tales, uh, the Grapevine, and, and just little places around town. But, um, There's that's, no- that's just like a short program. So you can see all the different blocks of film. So we have like these short blocks for like, I don't know, comedy, drama, documentary. Um, and so those have like short films in that block. And then, so if you're interested, you can go onto our website and we have, a 53-page complete program where wow. you can look at the film, read up what it's about, see the director, see the movie poster, um, and it has every single 
film, all the 68 films listed on the official program. Would, would you advise people to go to the opening ceremony, which is free? It's at 6 o'clock on July 27th. Would that be a good start? Introduction? Introduction? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to have um, some speakers there. Uh, we have Crystal C. McGannis. Um, she's a Cree 60 soup scoop survivor um, we have bear waters gathering who's also giving a talk um, as well as the two row wampum teaching um, we have some drumming we have singing um, i'm going to be introducing the festival and then we have the free screening of gift of fear um, and we're gonna try and uh, tune in the directors who are from california wow on a screen like yeah exactly. oh cool that's great I wondered because, in part, it's how to choose a ticket and what choices, you know. Uh, so there are various ways of buying into seeing the films. Single tickets and yeah, block yeah, yeah. tickets. And yeah, exactly. So um, we have, like, our single tickets that are $14. We have our ticket bundles that are 34 and you get three tickets. Uh, we have our day passes, weekend passes, and full event passes. Um, and it's a full festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. And uh, we brought on Vancouver Film School, and they are hosting a professional makeup design workshop on Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, and so we're hoping to host that in the HFA studio. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's going to be exciting where you learn how they do like all the masks and the makeup and stuff and all those cool movies FX. that you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And then we have uh, some other workshops. We have Indigenous storytelling workshops um, happening at 3 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Um, and yeah. And there's so, an art. Is there an art market? Yeah. So we have the art market happening. We have all kinds of Indigenous Indigenous artists coming as well as local um, artists coming. Um, so we have, yeah, we have lots available for people to come check out. And we should send people to the website. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll see um, like information about the workshops, who's hosting them, uh, their profiles. Um, and yeah, so are there any highlights if people are here for a very short time tourists in the in the community? Is are there any highlights that you would recommend or um well I would recommend well we are screening the two TIFF films on Friday nights. So that's something you said last night and Bones of Crows. That's really exciting. We do have the professional makeup design workshop for the artsy folks. Um, and then like the nature of healing, uh, that's at 4.30 on Saturday and that's on Canada's uh, longest run residential school, the Mohawk Institute. We have residential school survivors who will be in attendance talking about it. Wow. So that's going to be really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and then we have when I go outside right after that, it's, uh, by a local filmmaker, Gordy Sabe, and, um, it's about this, uh, Syrian refugee who's an artist now in Canada cool. who does amazing work. And so he's going to be there in attendance as well to give a filmmaker talk. Well, this is a good time to take a short break. Um, I'm Karen Cassian here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell, and we're interviewing Melissa Pohl about the Three Fires International Film Festival. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with Noreen Mitchell, and we're interviewing Melissa Pohl. And one of the things I, I wanted to ask you is, how did you get interested in Indigenous 
an art culture, and you were telling us about growing up. Tell us a bit about that, because I think that's pretty interesting. Well, yeah, I grew up in Springdale Park Road. And, Bra- and that's Bracebridge? In Bracebridge, yes. yeah. And so uh, when you enter the road, you see these two, like, um, pillars. And on the pillars, it kind of gives... Um, a history of the settlement, the European settlement that was there and these missionaries and um, the church and everything. And, uh, and you know, that was just a small piece of the puzzle for me growing up. I was like, okay, but like, what about like all of these beaded pieces of jewelry that I was finding in the sand or like the old teepee that seemed abandoned by like a hundred years. Um, and yeah, so definitely missing. Huh? Oh yeah. And so um, as I got older and into my undergrad, I, started to research any literature about the area and I only found one book and it's called Springdale Park Road and it was written by one of the men at the settlement and it said nothing about the indigenous people who was there. They was just talking about the settlement and how these folks were just swimming in the river having a good time. Um, so, so I was like, okay, so this is obviously part of like the larger um, picture here we, where we have like the removal of indigenous people from their territory kind of like these settlements taking over um and so that was kind of a turning point for me where I was like okay like there's like how what is my role to play in this and what can I do um how old were you when you first thought of it as an injustice to these um, indigenous people would you have been very young when you're finding yeah, I think when I was really young, I knew it. Like, I wasn't learning about it in school. Like, I was trying to put the pieces together myself. I felt like I was a little detective just running around trying to figure Nancy out. Drew. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it just kind of became a lifetime project where I'm just like, okay, where are the stories? Well, like, what's, this like is... what's the history here? Like, what, like, how are we going to move forward with this? And so that's just kind well, of. Well, you've done yeah. a great job. It seems to me that you have a great deal of curiosity and also that you're up for almost anything. You, after our interview last time, which was in January and aired on January 22nd, you decided to follow our lead and you have made podcasts. <laughs> so tell us about your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so it was my first time uh, coming on to or being invited for like a, a recorded interview. And I was like, oh, that was such a great experience. I was like, I wish I could give other people that experience. And then that's when I started my podcast. <laughs> so it's Three Fires uh, Filmmakers Podcast. It's on Spotify, but we're going to make it available on other platforms as well. So it's more accessible. And you do it every other week. Yeah, we do it every other week. We uh, interview one of the filmmakers that submitted to the festival. So you can learn all about the film, what their inspiration was. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, we uh, interview, or I interviewed um, uh, Faith Howe, which was the uh, director of the Nature of Healing of Canada's longest run residential school. And um, so that was a really amazing interview. And I would encourage folks to go and listen. <laughs> I do too. And there are varying lengths, right? They're not all one length. They, you don't stick with any, I, obviously you have a good conversation and you go where the conversation oh, yeah. goes. Oh yeah. yeah. I go, I, I say roughly 30 minutes, but sometimes they're 20, sometimes they're 40. Like, so, what yeah. a great way to profile all of the films though. It's, oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's been really great. And then we use that for like TikTok videos and like all kinds of stuff online. It's really great content. On top of all of this, you're a visual artist. So tell us that you recently took part uh, in the art crawl and you painted canoes in River Mill Park and you paint watercolors. So tell us a bit about that. 
Yeah. So in your like, spare time, I so I'm I did the, I, so yeah, I did the canoe. Um, that was a really great experience uh, working with the marine paint. But I, most of all, like I wanted it to be uh, meaningful. Like I just didn't want to, you know, kind of repeat what everybody else was doing. So the the <clears throat> request from um, I guess Jerry was that it be in the interpret your own interpretation of something that you were inspired by that was a painting by Tom Thompson. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so I ended up choosing his abandoned logs because, <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes against this idea that, like, this romanticization of nature. And meanwhile, we're in, like, all this smoke. Like, there's all these wildfires. <laughs> like, really? oh, let's paint some lovely trees. Like, no, I want to paint all burning. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, so I did, like, all of these logs just kind of, like, just cut down and just laying there with like red skies and like red all around and reflecting in the water and like I put these handprints for missing and murdered indigenous women at the very end and then the four directions colors at the other end very thoughtful um mm-hmm. and yeah so it was like and it was like it kind of evolved as I went along like I saw how people were really like engaging with the content um and they were really grateful that I was doing something different I think it was a great project and the, the the freedom you were given, each of you, allowed people to do quite their own depiction of something rather yeah. than a, a perfect rendition of uh, an actual painting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're obliged to by the canvas being a canoe. Oh, yeah. You have to do some oh, yeah. alterations. It, yeah, it was interesting. I ended up splitting the painting in half and then doing one side with the logs, the other side with the red sky. Because, like, when he painted it, it looked like it was on fire. Like, it looked like a fire. So uh, I was like, oh, well, this captures. There were some challenges. You said you had uh, difficulty because the tent itself was red. Yeah, the tent was red, so like the reflection of the, so it made everything on the canoe red. So I thought I was painting red when it was like more peachy white colors. So then I was like, so by the time you took the canoe out of the tent, I'm like, oh, well. But anyways, it, it still, still turned out good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, it, was it smoky good. at the time when you were working oh, outdoors? Because yeah. this was on plein air. Oh, yeah, yeah it was all smoky outside. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was when the fires were still really bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what about the art crawl? How, how did you find that as an experience? The previous year. Um, so yeah, the art crawl was really great. I was in the Nutty Chocolatier and at that time I was also at the Muskoka Arts and Crafts show and people were coming and being like, oh, like I saw you in the Nutty Chocolatier. So like, <laughs> it was really great, um, getting that kind of, uh, exposure and people re- really got to know my work that way. You talked then in the, in the video that was made of you for that art crawl of beam paints. Yeah. Could you talk about beam paints? Yeah, so beam paints, um, it's a... um, It's a traditionally made uh, watercolor paint... and it's it's an indigenous uh, company from Manitoulin Island, and um, it's traditions passed down through the generations that they use to create the paints. So um, is it natural? Is yeah, it, so yeah. they collect their own stones, they grind it up, um, they collect different uh, medicines from nature, so they know different plants produce different uh, colors and stuff like that, so they use that uh, to create the paints, and I love using beam paints because it's like a really kind of gentle paint. You can kind of like, if you make a mistake, you can just quickly like lift it from the paper. Whereas with more of the toxic paints, it's just like, once it's there, it's there. But with beam paints, how you do you can, buy them? Uh, can you buy them online? Yeah, you can buy them online. It's spelled B-E-A-M. 
Yeah, B E A M. Yeah. That's great. Um What's my other question for you? Oh, um you have you your watercolor paintings are online on Instagram. Do you have a store? Yeah, there yeah, all my watercolor paintings are on Instagram, Melissa Ella underscore art. And I have a full When do you have time? <laughs> um well the canoe was the last time I painted, like so that was like a few weeks ago. But uh but your cards and all of that. Uh, well, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot of those I painted like in my earlier years when I started okay. up like that. So you're using work that you had done previously yeah. and producing products yeah, yeah, from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And you you have them for sale in a variety of places. Yeah. I have eight locations um currently. Uh, I have a couple here in Muskoka, um, and uh, I have about five locations in Ottawa. Do you want to say where in Muskoka? Uh, yeah, so um, I think there's like a f- bit of my product still left at the Grapevine, and then I have it at uh, Jibe Jewelry um, in Bracebridge in the health food store. And then Auburn Gallery also had my stuff, but sh- unfortunately she just shut down. Oh, she- oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's moving out uh, out to uh, Newfoundland, I think. Oh, that's too bad for Gravenhurst. Mm-hmm. I used to go there quite a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Would you like to acknowledge the sponsors and collaborators apart from the ones you've mentioned? Did we mention Sprott School? That's what I'm. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have made this possible without the Innovation Hub at Sprott School of Business. Um, that's at Carleton University in Ottawa, who have been supportive all along the way, um, as well as Vancouver Film School has been a huge support. Now Toronto International Film School or Toronto International Film Festival has been a great support. Support. Um, and also Huntsville Festival of Arts um, and now Bear Waters Gathering. Um, and I think, yeah, that's about it. You're also on the board of the Huntsville Arts Society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to uh, create the um, film and media committee. Um, so that's a work in progress. Yes. And you're trying to create, and I think you might have created since you last spoke to us, mobile production unit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mobile production unit. So we have we have we hosted a four day workshop at Wata First Nation, and so there's we're screening the youth film at the festival on the Sunday at Bravo. one p.m. That's something you wanted to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. To get the youth involved, so they're coming, they're presenting their film, talking about the process, etc. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> so well, much. We're looking forward to the festival. I've been looking yes. at the program. I've been reading it through. I see that some films are in two different slot periods, right? Some films repeat, right? There are yeah. some blocks, parts of them that... So you need to look carefully at what you want to see So because time is short and you want to see new things all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of the... Yeah, so some of them we felt like they had a really, really strong message. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, as many people as possible see them. So... Uh, is there a plan to move the um, film festival to other locations? Yeah, I think I think there is a possibility for that. But uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep that uh, until maybe... Under your hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, then. So we won't... For your ask. own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Melissa, thank you for joining us. Uh, we wish you well, and we will see you. We both will see you at the film festival because we're very excited about 
taking part and seeing some of your films. So good luck to you in the future. And I, I know we're going to be hearing about you for years to come. Oh, thank you. Thank so you much. very much for being on again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, Noreen, I'm just going to talk a bit about the performing arts. The Huntsville Festival season, summer season is is in full mode. Um, been to a number of, of these concerts. Gina Horsewood at Trinity Church was a highlight for me. It was just amazing. Choir, Choir, Choir was quite successful last week. Um, and so was Kianga Lee and Neil Barlow. But moving on, um, Nuit Blanche North is coming up July 22nd. Not to be missed. No, that's going to be great. July 26th, Asanabi Abi. Is that how I pronounce it? Asanabi? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, and, and once again, the Three Fires International Film Festival, July 27th to 29th. No, it's the 30th. Oh, you know what? They have it wrong on the... Was it extended, Melissa? July 27th to 30th. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be the 30th. Yeah. Hayden is July 26th, 28th. July 29th, Reg Addiction, Ganja Harvest. And July 30th, I have tickets for this. Hannah Shira Neiman out at the barn on Highway 60. That's going to be a good show. Uh, August 1st, One Man Star Wars Trilogy. August 5th, Movie on the Docks. I, they haven't decided it'll be a movie about water, maybe castaways, I've heard. Uh, August 9th, the Jim Cuddy Band. Can't wait to see that. Holly Cole, August 10th. So check out the HuntsvilleFestival.ca um, for all of their entire summer season. They've got some great shows coming up. I attest to some of the ones I've, and Kyung Ali was amazing. Oh, wasn't she? Yeah, yes. Very good. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to talk a bit about the visual arts. The Art Trail Muskoka Purple Banner is out where the studios are open. So if you see that, go in and visit the artist. Also upcoming is Artists of the Limberlost, which is an open studio weekend on August 18th, 19th, and 20th on Limberlost. And that's always great. Uh, in Partners Hall currently, the Huntsville Art Society has Big Spaces, Quiet Places, works by Jill Bashult, And that's on until... August the 1st, and that'll be followed by Helena Renwick's um, show called Among the Tree, and it's a selection of new works, and that's for the whole month of August on until September 1st. And her reception is on August the 3rd. The Huntsville Art Society is in the public library at Huntsville, and it's Tom D. Clark and Rick Warren, and they're on for this month, I believe, which is July. I'm not sure who follows. And Huntsville Art Society at Hospice Huntsville is uh, showing Marilyn Smith's work, and that's on for both the months of summer, July and August. And so it's we're everywhere with Huntsville Art Society. <laughs> and we're in the community. And one thing I want to bring in, in connection with the Three Fires um, International Film Festival and all of the Indigenous things that happen during uh, this, this period is the newly installed at Canada Summit Centre is Sacred Strength. And it's an Indigenous ribbon skirt art exhibit. Now, if you were if you did go to the... HFA studio during Art Crawl, you would have seen it there, but it's been mounted so even more people can see this fabulous display of mm -hmm. ribbon skirts. They're beautiful. And they were made by non-Indigenous people, but they were new to sewing. And they not only learned about Indigenous art and using fabulous textiles, Indigenous textiles, they knew, learned how to sew. <laughs> and they, at the time, they were thinking about what they were doing. And it was, I think, a very informative thing for them. Uh, so if you want to read more about that, you can go to Hope Arises, and it's on the website there. And coming up is the Paddle Art Auction, Paddle Art and Canoe Mural Auction, uh, which is run by Algonquin Outfitters in conjunction with the Festival of the Arts and other bodies. But um, 
That takes that place on October 23rd to November 13th, the auction. But right now there uh, is a call out for submissions. So you need to get your blank paddle and you get it from either online or from one of the stores and create an um, artistic masterpiece on does the it, paddle. Does it state where it takes place? Is it online or? Um, it does not say where the auction. Oh, yes. Online auction will be held. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's something to look forward to. Um, Muskoka Arts and Crafts has had their big summer show, but that doesn't mean there's not nothing happening for the rest of the summer. Uh, from July 28th to August 12th is Braid as Rope. And this is a group show by three women, Heather Lang, Family Boss, Lehman, and Caitlin McKenzie. And this is sharing body of work that intertwines their content state of flux. Who isn't in a constant state of flux? <laughs> and uh, less call right now. This is it. Deadline July 31st for Women Create Muskoka YMCA, YWCA. And that's their call to women artists to participate. And so send in your submission right away in order to, and that's at ywcamuskoka.com. So that's Mac. And um, Karen, did you mention Citronella? The Last Days of Citronella at Gravenhurst. That is written and directed by Autumn Smith, and it is a pantomime. So that should be fun. Muskoka Music Festival coming up on the docks of uh, Gravenhurst, Muskoka Wharf on July, I'm sorry, August 18th to 20th. So lots of things happening. And uh, we uh, we interviewed NASA's artistic director last weekend, so I don't I do want to say a shout out to don't forget to go up to South River to New Adventures in Sound Art and uh, NASA. They have indoor and outdoor exhibitions we're seeing, and lots of stuff online too. So that's it for I us think today. That's it. Lots happening. Yeah, yeah summer's great, busy. It is yes. So thank you again, Melissa, for joining us. Uh, there's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We, we are, are Muskoka. Muskoka.